Hello, I'm John and welcome back to Surrey Voices, the podcast from Surrey Choices. Surrey Choices is an organisation which provides support for people with disabilities, mental health issues, sensory needs and more. You can find out more about that in our show notes or email us choiceswaves at surreychoices.com. Following on from last month's episode about stress, we are looking closely at mental health. It was Mental Health Awareness Week between the 9th and the 15th of May. So it's a good time to have a little reflection on this important subject. Mental health covers a lot of issues from depression to anxiety to the stress that we discussed last month. How we deal with our mental health varies widely from person to person sometimes involving medication or therapy. Data shows that mental health issues are widespread across society. The mental health charity Mind reports that every year in England, one in four people will experience a mental health problem of some kind. Sadly, the numbers are rising. But in England and Wales, only one of every eight people with a mental health problem are getting any help for it. This year, Mental Health Week fundraised on loneliness which is a problem across the country made worse by the effects of lockdown today we're talking to kenny morris from surrey choices who took to the road on her bicycle during the lockdown traveling to homes for the people she supports and raising money for charity in the process after that we'll be giving another shout out to someone who goes above and beyond for disability people and we'll be getting the opinions of people and survey choices on another important topic. First though, Tash is a service user at Surrey Choices, but she also runs a creative recovery course in the community. We caught up with her to talk about it, to get some advice for people who feel lonely and find out what a WAP box is. But she started by telling us how she got involved in the course. I first started as a volunteer as an admin officer at the recovery college as I wanted to get involved but I didn't want to go out and about because my confidence was very low but as my confidence grew and grew and grew they asked me to plan and run my own course called creative recovery having struggled with mental health myself I found that craft was a great way to help me distress and switch off I was nervous and excited, and I never get excited. We use craft workshops to help people struggle with mental health. I organise six sessions each week, and we work on a different craft each week. I have now been running the course for about two to three years. The pandemic did get in the way because it's only a face-to-face -face course. Um, it's quite hands-on. And um, we're looking to restart the course either online or in person. And I've missed it a lot. It gives a person's sense of achievement. Working on a project that has a physical outcome, you can see what you have achieved. And it's good to get out and meet new people that are going through the similar life and experience. And it's fun and relaxing. I love running the courses. I am proud of myself after each class. Uh, when someone comes up and shows me something that they've made, 
and says, I didn't think I'll be able to do that. It makes me feel proud that I've actually taught them how to do it. And I've also realized that it doesn't have to be perfect. And I think anyone's work is amazing. As then I should look at myself and think, I do that way too. We don't really talk about depression and mental health um, as it's not part of the session, but people chat amongst themselves and get to know each other at their own pace. And at the end of the week, they've managed to gain some friendship. But they can talk to us at the end of class if they want to talk to us individually. Try and talk to someone, whether it's your support worker, family or a friend. Try and go out for a walk um, and see if you can get any help in the community to see if anything's going on to get you out of the house and see if there's any local support groups. A rep box stands for a wellness recovery action plan. It's a personal mental health recovery plan. So you can have a box and you can decorate it as you want and fill it with the things that help you distress and cope with your mental health. So for example, I like to call my rap box my mental health first aid box. Like if you have a cut on your knee, you'd go and get a plaster from a first aid box. This is a mental health equivalent. And in my one, I have colouring books, a picture of my Daisy Duplex, which is my cow, which sadly has passed away, and chocolate. But obviously the chocolate's gone. Well done, Tash, for all the work you do helping people in the community. Now, every year, Surrey Choices celebrates MedCap's Learning Disability Week. Two years ago, at the height of the pandemic, Kelly Morris, who supports people at Surrey Choices, did a charity bike ride where she visited the house of all 17 people that she supports. The money was going to the local branch of the mental health charity, Mind. Martin has tracked down Kelly to find out about her experience over to you, Martin. Thank you, John. Hi, Kelly Morris. Thank you for chatting to us. Two years ago, you did a charity bike ride to visit the people you support in Side Choices. This was during lockdown. Firstly, how long did it take? How many miles did you clock up? Well, it took uh, three days in total. And offhand, I can't remember the mileage, but I covered a range of areas to support my clients. So some of them live in Thames Ditton, Weybridge, Sunbury, Ashford, Englefield Green. So they were all over the place, but I, I did it in three days. Why did you decide to take this journey? Well, my clients uh, were feeling rather lonely and we wanted to support them through lockdown as much as we could. So, so to do a doorstep visit, would enheighten their lives. Oh, that's really nice. Oh, that's really nice that you that you did something to keep the clients happy. Were you already a, a keen cyclist, or, or was it, or was this out of, of character? No, it definitely wasn't out of character. Uh, I am a keen cyclist. Um, so when I was asked maybe would I like to do something for Mind, I thought yes, because not only was I raising money for Mind, I was seeing our clients who were obviously missing their usual routine and were quite unhappy. What was the most difficult journey? 
Well, the most difficult journey I would say was going up a big hill, <laughs> which, and it was a hot day as well. And uh, yeah, that was really difficult. Um, but I did get up there and then obviously I saw the client who, um, who was pleased to see me and obviously donated some money for Mind. As you've been talking about, about Mind, the, the charity at law, how much money did you raise for them? We raised £750. That's amazing. It's really, really amazing. You asked the clients you support to give you the post-it note with their thoughts. What did you discover? Yeah, so the post-it note was like to say how they were feeling and of some of them were feeling quite lonely and had said that they missed their friends. I've got one here, but one of them has said, my friends helped me through this difficult times. Yeah, which is lovely. That's really touching. Did you notice that the lockdown made people feel more lonely? And did you think people have returned to normal now? Or is there a long period of readjustment after the pandemic? What's your thought? Well, no, during lockdown, people were very, very lonely. And we did start going out in the community and meeting up. Um, I used to take a flask, we'd have a cup of tea, we'd have a little bit of a chat, and we'd do a bit of sports, which was really, really um, good for them. It really did help their mental health. Um, and then obviously we did Zoom sessions so they could all see each other on Zoom again, which was really good. Um, I would say they're all getting back to normal now, I would say. Yeah, and why do you think loneliness is becoming a bigger problem? Lots of things have changed in their lives. Some of their clubs have finished, some of their sessions have finished, so they don't always see their friends anymore. So I think that's had a big impact on a lot of them. What advice did you give to people who are feeling lonely? I would say reach out and there's always somebody there for you, but especially some of their friends. You know, like that when we were on Zoom sessions, we used to discuss this, that we're all there in it together. Oh, that's good. Do you have any other charity adventures coming up very soon in your diary? <laughs> no, but I'm I'm up for a challenge. So um, anything that comes across, I might have a go. So we can see you doing the the, the London to to Brighton bike ride one day. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, I've got a new bike, so anything can happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thanks, Kelly, for the work you do to support people in Surrey and also talking to us today. Oh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye. And Solon's Mind has a loneliness handbook on their website. It says, think of feeling lonely like feeling hungry. Just as your body uses hunger to tell you that you need food, loneliness is a way for your body telling you that you need more social connect. They also have advice on staying connected and getting online. You can find a link to this handbook in our show notes. It's time now for Choices Voices. The Eurovision Song Contest is just recently and we did really well. We've beaten into second place by Ukraine, who have been defending themselves from a Russian invasion. What did the people at Surrey Choices make of it? For Keza who will mostly hear her opinion through Claire, a Surrey Choices support worker. I'm not at all surprised by who won. I sort of expected that. I'm a little surprised we came second. 
Um, uh, other than that, just typical Eurovision. <laughs> I yeah. didn't watch it, but normally I often look at people's reactions about some of the contenders. And when I saw the results, um, I was thinking, okay, there's an obvious reason why Ukraine has won. I think it was yeah. obviously by, by default, but I feel like with the country's treatment of refugees and migrants, um, judges somehow wanted to see how they'd react if Britain was the runner-up, that if maybe there was no war, we would have actually won, but put the default winner in front and just see how they'd how they'd react. I've watched the end of it because because being 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 a music buff, I like to see who came in the top three. Personally, this year we we had a really good track with with Spaceman by by Sam Ryder. And considering last year we came last with zero points, <laughs> we came last last year, and Germany up three points. <laughs> and and this year we came second. I was quite surprised. I think that it was a pity vote. I think that Britain was good, but they were beaten because of a pity vote because of the war with Russia. I think. I always think you think the way for their country. But what's going on at the moment? Bloody Russia, what do you say over? Right? I'm glad you say one that. Go for it, Keza. You don't agree. Do you think the UK should have won? Where's Why do you think they should have won? Did you hear their song, Keza? But you still don't think they should have won. Hey, you're a traitor. Yes, just laughing at you, Corinda. You're a I think I've never watched Eurovision. I didn't watch the, the one the other night. But I am. when people told me that Ukraine had won, again, I wasn't surprised. Like, that, that kind of made sense. But I was actually quite heartwarmed by it because obviously, you know, Ukraine winning Eurovision is not going to end the conflict. Obviously not. But there's a bigger picture there. It demonstrates a sense of unity towards Ukraine. And compared to conflicts in the past, coming over from like, you know, a history perspective, if a war like this was to break out historically, the different powers and different nations would all be looking at how could they bend it to their advantage as opposed to what has happened with this conflict with Ukraine, which is quite heartwarming, is almost universally everyone has rallied to Ukraine's side and are less focused on what they could get out of the arrangement and more focused on actually this is what is right, this is what is wrong, and we need to act in accordance with that. So even though I don't much care for Eurovision specifically, I found it quite heartwarming and quite reassuring in many ways, if that makes any sense. Sort of where I'm coming from as well. I mean, I'm not sure because I don't know how Eurovision works, but yeah. to my understanding, it's a mostly civilian thing, not really like a big government thing, which means it demonstrates that this is how the, the general public feel on the matter, not, you know, just politicians making decisions on X, Y, or Z. Do you hear the people sing? sing hon, the song? hon, 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 hon. 
And if you have a question for Surrey Choices service users, email us at choiceswaves at surreychoices.com. But Surrey Choices, we know that different people with different needs have different experiences going through life. Using services and communicating with others, that's why we have a section to say thank you to those who did a great job and helping out. It's time for Above and Beyond. Hello, my name is Matthew. I have a learning disability and a mental health diagnosis. The person who goes above and beyond for me is Sarah Jane Croke, my local counsellor. I have been struggling for years to get a job and was advised to start my own business. Sarah Jane stepped in by telling me about online courses available and has supported me with my logo, website and introducing me to other businesses within my local area. I have been meeting with her regularly, especially when I had problems with my PA and did not have any emotional support. So my mental health declined. Meeting up for a coffee and chat was and continues to be a lifeline for me. Thank you, Sarah Jane. It really makes a difference. And if you want to nominate a person or organisation or anything really that's going above and beyond, you can email us at choiceswaves at surreychoices.com. Finally, to play us out, what's been going on at Choices Waves, the in-house radio station? I think the show is really great. Choices Waves. Digital voice of Sorry Choices. You are listening to celebrating Eurovision Song Contest. It will be a great year, so please, please, please don't miss it. Lewis Hamilton has got 28 points for the Mercedes. Shocking, really. I don't like horse racing because oh, I just don't like it. It will be a really really fantastic show i think it's gonna be enjoying it for the rest of the uk kelly osborne is a nobody she sharon jack they've been riding on aussie's coattails for years top of the premier league who's gonna win arsenal's not gonna be at the top i believe they will be you think so yeah they're gonna have to do something unbelievable to do that they will trust me HMV is back in Crawley. Alice in Wonderland. One side will make you grow taller, the other side will make you grow shorter. One side of what? The other side of what? Of the mushroom. Doesn't make sense to you? Well, it would be nice to have your opinion. I think Sam Ida is the best, best singer of all time. Um, I hope you're all going to be enjoying a new song on Saturday. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Sorry Voices. We hope you enjoyed the show. Send feedback or ask questions by emailing choiceswaves at sorrychoices.com. I've been your host, John, and if you would like to find out more about Surrey Choices and our vocational projects, check out our website, www.surreychoices.com. A big thanks again to our guests, Tash, Kelly, 
and Matt. Take care. See you next time. Bye for now.